2: Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's Thursday, January the 12th. It's time for your host, Impact Wrestling Show. We're here tonight. We're here tomorrow night. But I won't be alone tonight. I'm alone. Well, tonight I'm with. No, I'm not alone. Who am I, I got it. Should I? Should I take this all again? Should we just rewind this back?
3: Let's go play the bumper again. Start over. Start over. Start no, I'm over. Start
2: <laughs> no, I'm not actually going to do this. <laughs>
3: that was funny you got me gal you uh, got me gal and i'm january, seeing it playback on the other screen and it's pretty funny
2: <laughs> january it's all 2023. i am joel pearl i am here with my ride or die my number one my bestie from the east side of Westie. it's a Star. how you doing
3: i'm pretty sure we both know how that saying goes i appreciate you being pg-13 i'm doing well how are you joel this evening how's everything
2: Oh, you know, just peachy keen. I'm totally with it. I'm not trying to caffeinate to keep myself awake, but (laughs) we have a lot of Impact to talk about between today and tomorrow. I referenced it before I screwed up. Tonight, Cresta and I are here as we are every single Thursday to run down the weekly Impact Wrestling show. Tomorrow night is Impact Hard to Kill. Not only are Cresta and I going to be here, but we will be joined by steven jensen who is one of the hosts of the spotlight here at youtube.com fightful and if you're a fightful select, select a subscriber easy for me to say he is the host of the weekender podcast and if you want his predictions for hard to kill you can catch that on this past weekend's weekender show so we'll give our predictions tonight but if you want the ones from steven jensen go check out the weekender from this past week i guess weekend no he dropped it on a monday so it was this past week I get An extended with-
3: weekend, four day weekend.
2: Yeah, exactly. A, a Viking weekend, if you will. I, I
3: honestly am excited for Steven Jensen, but I kind of feel like Oscar. I hope he's ready for Crest because I'm a lot.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to watch you two like duke it out and just have a time. I'm <laughs> I'm going to sit back. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to run this show. I am just going to sit here. <laughs> so, how about Bully Ray and Josh Alexander? And I'm not going to throw to anyone. I'm just going to walk you two, like, <laughs> just go for it. Just it'll be like the XFL tackle, like trying to get the ball, the opening scrum. It'll be that. One of you will mm-hmm. break your jaw on the opening, on the opening, uh, touchback, whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. I don't watch football. I'm just here to talk <laughs> about wrestling.
3: Neither do I. Was that a a home run? A third baseman? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Man, who knows? Listen, there's tons to talk about. We're going to talk about impact tonight. We'll talk about Fightful Select. Uh, chat, if you're here, hello, I see you. I see you're talking about so many, so many different things. I'm sure we'll touch on it, and we'll definitely touch on it. If you go ahead and you donate a super chat here at YouTube.com/slash Fightful, it's that little dollar sign at the bottom of your chat screen here. Any amount, get your question or statement read right on the air. Or if you want to get real humper with us, you can go to humperchats.com and Cresta, tell us why
3: you can go over to Humperchats.com. Not only do we keep a little bit more of the proceeds of your donation, we can read these questions and comments on air just like we would if you did a Super Chat. Like Joe said, we see you talking. So if you want to have us read those, head over to HumperChat.com, donate, and we will read it. That's my story. Thank you for your time.
2: <laughs> and I can make the promise right now that, no, our show will not go four hours like Tuesday's post-NXT show went
3: why oh you know what i don't want to you know,
2: know why no you know why you saw all the news and oh rumors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot and the garbage
3: poor yeah. nxt all they wanted to do was put on a show but then the world
2: exploded <laughs> i i rarely say this publicly poor sean ross sap that night i'm not gonna talk i'm not gonna put it yeah. anymore than i normally would <laughs> which is never but i felt Awful for that team on Tuesday night trying to talk about Jinder Mahal making his NXT return. And instead, they got to deal with that for four hours. So, yeah. Listen, if y'all want to talk about sales stuff, that's fine. We'll do it with the super chat. But right now, we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling, the most stable brand in all of sports and entertainment.
3: Literally, wrestling utopia right now. Li- dude, I am so relaxed. Like,
2: <laughs> I've never been happier for a Thursday night. Oh my gosh. We got plenty to talk about. Where do you want to start? I guess we got to start with BTI, don't we?
3: With George Iceman, our favorite guy, next to Gia Miller, because I love Gia Miller. She's so funny.
2: (laughs) He swapped out his black room for a white room, and we have Iceman Intel, which, I mean, I guess he kind of gave it to us because, you know, he gave us the hard pitch for Hard to Kill, being like, sold out, but you can get it on all these other platforms. And then he talks about Scott DeMore being taken to a local medical facility. That's right. We don't say hospital and impact Uh -uh. those other companies. No, we don't. He went to a local medical facility. Might have to take time off for healing. It means that there is no director of authority is what he called it. Dum dum dum. What is he director of authority? An authoritative director?
3: I mean, he's, he is the one who gets the scoops. We just report on his scoop. So I think, I think he knows what he's talking about.
2: Well, what's funny is that he doesn't even give the scoop. Instead. He says, Gia Miller will have the scoop tonight as he speaks, as she speaks to Gail Kim, which is what we would see later on in the show. Uh, Iceman, once in a while you get it, but this wasn't it. You know what, Iceman? His intel should have been. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about when it comes to the card for, t- for tomorrow night's Hard to Kill show because a lot of the news came in the first 45 minutes of the show as to where matches are going to be on the card for Hard to Kill. I'm excited for that. We'll talk about it in a sec. First, we've got to talk about the real main event, Cresta. We're going to talk about Sheeran Singh versus Siki Dice and Swingman.
3: Justice for Zicky Dyson's, and, well, I mean, I'm dying. I'm looking at me slowly fading into the Matrix, and I'm like, Joel is fixing his glasses. Like, is Cresta okay? I don't know what's going on. I apologize. I feel bad for our editors who has to try to edit this video afterwards. I am literally fading away. Editors? <laughs> uh, Joel Pearl, I feel bad for you later when you have to edit this
2: video i I do not edit anything and that's that's final i I take the audio and i edit that make it i punch it up a little bit if you ever first of all if you're listening in audio thank you if you've ever noticed that our audio or any audio that i do is a little bit crisper thank you if you don't notice it start listening harder uh
3: open up your ears (laughs) open your ears
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Emmy Sulkow gets us started off with a humper chat saying, "Is it true the deed of the WWE is in the gimmick pouch of Swinger's fanny pack?"
3: Bro, we saw that fanny pack recently, so anything's possible. Anything is possible.
2: It's big and gold. It's gotta. It's got It's gotta contain it.
3: Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? There's secrets and lies in there too.
2: That's true. Secrets and lies. Uh, the road to fifty sign, by the way, is the absolute best gimmick in wrestling. I love that Swingman comes out with a giant Bristol board that says road to fifty and all the zeros are crossed out.
3: I really thought with that sound, I was like, oh wow, we doing it. We doing it. We're doing but something. we didn't do it. Yeah, we're doing something. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that. We was doing something. We was doing something. <laughs>
2: uh, Swingman just comically selling everything that Shira did to him. Mm-hmm. Like the goozle, whenever he had him by the neck, he just like he crossed his eyes, stuck out his tongue, did the comical like Ugh! being choked to death it was just the funniest thing in the world and then uh I, my biggest pop for this whole match mm-hmm. was when commentary talks about the idea of joe hendry helping swingman and zicky Dice believe i am so stoked for that trios team and you started it; you got us there Cresto. listen
3: i impact i see you watch the show thank you if you need a creative writer i'm here um I'm a package deal though with Joel Pearl. Um, Joel Pearl will work with George Eisen. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got Vincent Man in the chat just just shouting you out so clearly. Uh,
3: Vincent got a blast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, Zicky had a hot tag. He came in, mm-hmm. got in on the action. Shira tags in. Swingman gets scared off every time Shira came Bro. near him. I was like, I was dying. And then Shira hits the lion's roar. Gets the pin on Zicky Dice again because Swingman never takes the pin. That alone should get him a title shot, in my opinion. Right?
3: Yes, but I also feel like poor, like Johnny Swinger. I, 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 I want, I want you to win. I want you to win so bad. I want you to win so bad. But it ain't happening. It's not happening. Not at all.
2: I believe it. I believe it. <sighs> Let's talk about the main show, shall we? Yeah. All right, here we go. Josh Matthews is here via Zoom, and he's got his uh, Kate Elizabeth connection. For those who watch any of our other What's shows that? on Fightful, you'll know that uh, our friend Kate has the absolute dog shittiest internet <laughs> in the entire place, and that's what Josh Matthews seemed to have been using for that Zoom call with Josh Alexander and Bully Ray. She knows. I I, I do this to her. I,
3: you gonna have ki- You got heat heat with Kate now. Now you got heat. You got heat. Listen,
2: my note my notes say via zoom and a 56k connection and then i decided no i think our (laughs) i think our listeners our fans deserve to know that it was the kate elizabeth special connection
3: listen my camera right now is no better so me and kate elizabeth are holding hands
2: (laughs) anyway so josh matthews is moderating the whole thing uh this this kind of dragged a little bit because it's a digital face-to-face between Bully Ray and Josh Matthews. It wasn't it wasn't bad before we go beat for beat. What were your overall impressions about it before we really just get into the to the real meat of it?
3: I felt it was kind of repetitive, if I'm being honest. It was a lot of the same, oh, bully ray, they told me not to trust him, which I think they ended up playing again in a video package for josh alexander oh not to trust him it's far worse but it's like how can it be far worse you yourself say you watch the product you know he literally married hulk hogan's daughter to prove a point like how can it get much worse um also walking off at the end bully ray you're in your own house why would you just like end the call i don't i didn't understand that because josh alexander did the same i would have just banged it up. why are you where are you going you Okay. I I it was okay. I didn't it to me it set the tone of the entire show. I knew that it was gonna be a very middle of the road, even kill because tomorrow they're really putting on. But that was it was just a little odd, if that makes sense. It was odd.
2: It was odd. And you're right. How do you how do you angrily leave a Zoom call?
3: <laughs> I would hang up just <laughs> I didn't get that. He really threw off his like, I'm out of here. Where yeah. are you going? You're home. <laughs>
2: You're at home. What, are you going to leave your office? Like, what are we doing, Bully? It was like the most OK Boomer thing ever, but it was also just <laughs> very funny.
3: Okay. I haven't heard OK Boomer using casual conversation in quite some time, so that's kind yep. of funny.
2: <laughs> I'm <old as> a... <laughs> anyway.
3: It was on point. It was apropos, as the kids would say.
2: <laughs> I haven't heard apropos. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so Josh Alexander talks about how uh, everyone that he loves has, an aff- has had uh, some sort of Thing happened to him as a result of this bully Ray saga uh, and then Scott Damore uh, he, was, he was obviously taken out and put through a table and that because of that even though he's an EVP there's no limit to what bully Ray will do uh-huh. uh, yeah so bully just starts with the whole I'm in your head Josh Alexander admit it <laughs> And then Josh is like, yeah, sure. Like, no one has ever been in my head before. You are. And then Bully just goes on this long-ass diatribe about how he can read subtle ticks just because he admitted yeah, that I'm in your head. Like, I've been in this business so long. We can discuss the legalities of whether or not I should have punched Scott in the head or if he deserved it. Da, 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 da. It just goes on. And like you said, it was just a lot of just rehashing things we already did. Bully mentions that he invented full metal mayhem. He puts over Josh Alexander's wrestling abilities, compares him to Kurt Angle and applauds his title reign so far. I like that. A heel doing that, especially a legacy mm-hmm. heel like Bully putting over a hot uh Impact Wrestling champion who is the longest in Impact history. I like that he put him over and and said like wrestling you got it.
3: Yeah.
2: Me and you in a fist fight. I will beat your ass. I'm okay with that. Then again, since day one, we've talked about how this match as a wrestling match would never have worked. Facts. Yeah, this worked. Uh, and then Matthews tries to wrap him up, and Bully's like, no, shut up. And I was just like, no, that's all of us to Josh Matthews when he talks to us. And then Bully's like, I'm going to be Impact World Champion in 24 hours. He doesn't close the Zoom window like you said. He just takes off his headset and walks away, and it's very awkward. <laughs> And then we found out in the opening contest that this match is going to open hard to kill tomorrow night. What were your thoughts when you heard that from Hannafin and Ray Walt that uh, this Josh Alexander and Bully Ray Full Metal Mayhem Impact World Championship match is opening the show tomorrow night?
3: I have heard from some wrestler at some t- point in time either you want to go on first. Or you want to go on last, and the Brock Lesnar and me said, "Oh, you getting in? You getting in? You getting out? I'm leaving. I don't care about it. nobody else's matchup. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, I, I really. So now that you've brought it up, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that it shows a lot of respect to Mickey James, because I'm assuming that's closing the show.
2: They they and... did announce that it will main event Mickey James and yeah. Jordan Grace will main event the show.
3: So then, absolutely, I think it pays. Huge respect to Mickey James. But now I'm thinking Grace is really going to retire Mickey, and I don't like that. But I, I, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but... Ugh.
2: We're going to get there. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there that uh, you and I have to talk about when we get mm-hmm. to our predictions and where that match might go. Uh, they were not on the show tonight, but they did have a promo for both women going into the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a super chat from Kate Elizabeth saying, money for Cresta, saying nice things about me. <laughs> well, you know... Did you say any nice things about it? You just kind of said, who is she? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kate, um,
3: for what it's worth right now, we are holding hands in the connection purgatory, sis.
2: <laughs> the rainbow connection.
3: <laughs> the the Windows 95, the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brian Myers takes on Heath in a match that I probably saw on main event in 2018. It was fine. There was nothing to it. This was another one of those. These men are in a four. This, we did this last week, by the uh-huh. way. These men are in a four way tag match in twenty four hours for the Impact. Not uh, the Impact Tag Team Championships, rather. Uh-huh. And so, last week it was Cardona and Shelley, or sorry, Cardona and Saban, and this week it's Myers and Heath. Uh, Sure. Both men, they're on the top rope. Heath shoves them off. Big big elbow from Myers gets two count. Heath does the roll up when Myers is telling the ref that should have been three. He gets a two count and then immediately Heath hits the wake up call. That's the end of it. That's for three. What do you think of the match? Because I don't have much to say other than it happened and Heath won.
3: I hate to say that's how I feel about quite a few of these matches on tonight. It was a very.
2: I don't disagree with you. I don't.
3: It was it was a good it was a good clean match. I'm glad that it went out fair, you know, for the most part, you know, after they got ejected. So
2: Yeah. Uh, we got a super chat from Albert Ponce saying, I truly believe that if they and Austin fully commit to being a tag team 100 percent that they can be this generation's motor city machine guns thoughts, hashtag Zicky Dice, we got heat. <laughs>
3: Honestly, that's my favorite Twitter meme right now. I got heat with everybody. My camera, I got big heat with my camera right now. <laughs>
2: uh so yeah so we have an ace of bays promo where they say they're back from the finals of super junior tag league in japan they did so well that impact made them the top contenders Uh for the impact tag team championships and that winning on friday night will be as easy as abc one two sweet that's what they do ace of bays are back from japan i'm excited for this four-way tag match and i'm excited for ace of bays in 2023 uh, and I agree with Albert. If they commit 100% to being a tag team, which it seems that way, uh-huh. they might have a big, big shot ahead of them. What do you think of uh, Ace of Base, the promo, and what Albert's saying?
3: I agree. I do like Ace of Base together as a tag team. I want Impact to commit. I would be interested to seeing them when they have to go in deep waters. And I'm trying to think of what's a good tag team they would have to go against that would like really, like against the Motor City Machine Guns at their peak when when they really want to put on. I would love to see them go over, Aces and Bays go over on them. Commit, just commit, because the promo skills are there. I got to see one match of them in the Super Juniors. I stayed up really late. Okay, I cannot believe I'm becoming an Ace Austin fan. (laughs) and I used to like oh he's so greasy uh and now I'm like I see him completely differently and I'm excited I do agree with them being this generation's Motor City Machine Guns and if not at least one of those tag teams that you put in the same category like SCU or um even Heath and Rhino I'll give you Heath and Rhino too because there's somebody who's always going to be there like the time splitters even too like they're always there and they're always going to do good for the impact tag team division.
2: I said this once, and I'll say it here. There is very clearly a push from impact management internally mm-hmm. to put guys like Ace Austin, Chris Bay, uh, Masha Slamovich. We've seen Rich Swan recently re-up. Uh, a lot of the legacy talent that have been around before and through the pandemic that have stuck around, they're really trying to put more and more emphasis, not only on them on camera, but also financially speaking, because some of those other contracts that were brought in after the 2020 releases mm-hmm. of WWE. since those are up they can free up a few dollars to bring another talent that might uh show a little bit more longevity for the for the product
3: agreed agreed especially homegrown talent because i will say in the case of like josh alexander and even the north in general you know shout out to ethan page there's a lot of brand loyalty there there's a lot of there there's people like them rich swan i want to say Gail Kim, if they're there, they're there. And they're always going to be loyal to impact. So it makes sense to invest in your future.
2: Yeah, exactly. And if you want to invest in our future, you can go ahead and join us here at FightfulSelect.com. I'm getting this plug out early because God knows there's been a lot of news dropping. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, since normally when I do these plugs, I like to plug impact-related stuff that we're talking about Taylor Wilde interview notes, they're up on the website. We have an interview with Taylor Wilde dropping. Mickey James, we have an interview with Mickey James, thanks to our friends at Pro Wrestling Perspective Pod. That's with Lars Fredrickson of Rancid, if you know the band, you know Outcome the Wolves and all that, Uh, Ruby Soho, so on and so forth, and Dennis Farrell, who um, hosts the show. He's great. Uh, So they've got notes from that show that drops tomorrow on the main feed, and, of course, all the news with a Z about that whole Saudi sale debacle and what we – came to understand and not understand from it. That's all in for Select and more. You get the Weekender podcast with hard to kill predictions on the latest one. You got Alex Pulaski doing sour grabs twice a week, sometimes with our friend Kate Elizabeth, sometimes not depending on her internet connection. And of course you get Sean Ross Sapp's Q&A. You get list goes on with Sean and Jimmy. You get so much extra stuff. I tell people all the time, oh, why do you pay for your news? That's such garbage. $5 a month. You could just spend that on a latte. Well, here's the thing. I don't just get the news. I get so much extra stuff to listen to every single day. Thanks to Fightful Select. And then and, and that's me. I legitimately subscribe to the service and that's me. So go ahead, five bucks, com. Get on it, get to it. Cresta, do you have anything to add?
3: I always tell my friends, they're like, wow, you really pay for that. I'm like, you're going to watch the news. That's going to report what this is going to say anyway. So why not get it from the sauce? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Get it from the sauce. And now you could be... um. You have your ego be like, well, I knew more than you. And don't we all love doing that as wrestling fans? Don't we just like knowing more than the next person? Get it from the sauce.
2: We all got to be first.
3: I want to be first. If you're not first, you're last, Ricky Bobby.
2: That's right. And (laughs) if you don't chew big red, Graham B with the super chest saying, I saw the sign.
3: Should have woke up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh death dolls are in the back Jessica's getting ready for sorry Rosemary's getting ready for a match when Jessica grabs Rosemary and Rosemary's like don't touch me before a match and I'm like oh I feel that so hard (laughs) I feel that so hard. Don't talk to me. Jessica's like, Ty has been attacked. They go and they find her and they're like, who did this? And she's like, who do you think? The four of them did it. And they're like, no, we're going to come and, and we're going to stay here with you. And Ty's like, no, 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 go, go. I'll be okay. And so Jessica and Rosemary go out alone. The Death Dolls go on and it's Rosemary versus Savannah Evans in a good match. Uh, Savannah Evans being, you know, the the larger opponent to Rosemary. Evans comes out with Giselle Shaw, Jay Vidal, Tasha Steele, so clearly a huge outnumbering here. And uh, Savannah Evans eventually gets the win with the full Nelson Slam for three, and some, sh- some shenanigans here and there. the star, this match had a lot going on. Uh, I know you're going to want to shout out somebody in this match for their attire.
3: Giselle Shaw! That outfit was so pretty. those so sh- but I'm going to start with the top. I just wanted to get that out there. Thank you for that lovely segue, Joel. What the hell was that acting, Taya Valkyrie? I thought she was laughing in the beginning. <laughs> it was so bad. I sat
2: there <laughs> wondering, like, is this a turn? Or is this, like, is this, not a turn, but, like, is this going to lead to Taya turning on mm. death balls and costing them the match? But I'm like, no, why would they? It wouldn't make sense. It just wouldn't make yeah. sense. So it's I like- thought it was a
3: surprise at first. That's how unserious it was. That's what I'd be like. This doesn't even look like you're hurt. There's no refs or anything. I get that it played into Giselle Shaw's outfit. Amazing. I like the outnumbering because typically, like um, last week, Giselle Shaw said, death dolls typically always have the advantage. There's always more of them. Now, with the addition of Jay Vidal, I see a crazy Steve fight coming your way, Jay. And you better run. I don't, <laughs> you better run because they are part of Decay. Don't do it. You better run. This is not worth it. These are for the streets. <laughs> um, overall the match was cute. Again, it was a very I liked the visual of Savannah Evans with Rosemary face to face. And I say that again later on with Gresham and Moose. Um Like <laughs> that, that that visual is pretty gnar. Just just like if you know nothing about wrestling, you're like, what's about to have happened? It looks so good. It's a good visual. Um, but again, a very I expected what went down to go down. I expected um, Savannah Evans to win, but she looked good. I really thought she beat the crap out of Rosemary towards the end. Like Rosemary looked like she was out of it. I was like, what did you think of it?
2: I, I thought the match was good. Uh, it was one of those, you know, big woman, little woman matches. Rosemary knows what to do with someone as powerful uh-huh. as Savannah Evans, which was good. Uh, at one point, Savannah hits a butterfly suplex and then turns to the camera and says, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <I> just laughed. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And like they do the whole, you know. Javedal distracts the referee so jessica pushes him off the apron and then pushes him down onto the floor takes him out and then giselle shaw gets on the apron she's got these massive heels too and she gets taken mm-hmm. down by rosemary i'm like it was fine it was the whole point of this match was after the match the heels beat down jessica and rosemary and mm-hmm. nobody comes in to stop them so it was very much a statement that going into hard to kill where there's supposed to be a six woman tag, but I don't know if it's still happening because they didn't promote it. We'll talk about that at our predictions. Regardless, there's supposed to be a six woman tag coming into the match or coming into to Friday night, but mm. uh, who knows? But now we don't. But they stood tall. The heels did.
3: No, I liked it. It was good on them. It just, to me, it makes me feel like Death Dolls are going to get it together. No, I'll wait till our predictions. I will I will save that for then. More content coming later. Continue to watch at seven.
2: Got those hard, <laughs> those hard to hot takes.
3: I uh, had to shut my mouth real <laughs> <laughs> put a pit in it.
2: Uh Ten up with the super chat saying, Hey guys, thoughts on if TK buys WWE and then Triple H goes and buys the NWA or impact. Crazy if it all happens, 2023 can calm down already. Crestor, you're looking fire. Thank you. Well, thank you for the super chat. Uh okay, so News came today. Yeah, we'll, so we'll break it down. I'm sure other podcasts are going to talk about this. I know Sean's going to talk about this later on, eventually, whenever. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so Tony and Shag Khan, there's talk about them being interested in purchasing WWE. However, they are looking for people who would jump onto some sort of uh, consortium or some sort of group that would want to purchase WWE. Sure. Interesting. I personally, I don't see it happening. I don't know how you feel about this, Cresta, but uh, I... I Honestly, I I don't care. I just want the creative to be good, and I want the show to be good, and I want to be entertained. I don't care if it's a $6 billion deal or a $10 billion deal. I don't care who gets rich and when. I just want the show not to suck. And I think it's a pretty easy bar as a fan to want to hit. Uh, We'll start there, and then we can talk about the rest of the Super Chat.
3: Um, I'm going to echo with Joel to an extent. I think it's exciting. It's kind of like, ooh, gossip to hear about it, but I don't get too involved in that. I'm sorry, I'm boring. Womp, womp. I just like, I want, I want good wrestling. I would, I would want everyone involved to have an amicable split where we as the fan get to cheer or boo our favorite heel or face every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to every day of the week. Um, I don't see. Tony Khan buying WWE but I also think that competition breeds good storylines I don't think AEW and WWE need to be synonymous I think if there is an ebb and flow we'll get the best possible version of Each product, even with impact, even with NXT, I think as long as there is competition, we'll get the best possible version of the product. And if it does happen, I hope that a merger like that will bring up things like NWA, ROH to have their own TV deals so there's more diversity. I just want good wrestling.
2: Someone on Twitter brought up the idea of TK buying WWE and then trying to simultaneously book Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT level up. Main event, Ring of Honor, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage.
3: What is sleep? No sleep. What is
2: (laughs) Plus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plus, plus the Fulham team. Like, plus the sports analytics company. There's only so many hours in the day, and there's also so many, so much brain power one person can have. So
3: Lady Gaga has good advice on this. No sleep. Another club. Club. Plain. No sleep. Another club, plane, another club, another club. That's going to be Tony Khan. It's like day 4,010. He hasn't slept. He's just doing this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Triple H on the other side of things, uh, Once, when, when he was in, was it Vegas for SummerSlam? Whenever it was, they were doing tryouts and there was media scrums. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his heart episode. And he said something about how sleep is very important. And how everyone should get their sleep and how it's, you know, so that became a whole, it became kind of a a joke and a meme. But at the same time, here we go. Triple H, the idea of him buying NWA or Impact, highly unlikely because I don't think Triple H can afford to purchase Access TV as a whole. Uh, There are a lot of moving parts there. And I don't think Billy Corgan's selling the NWA anytime soon unless, I don't know, he doesn't want to be in the wrestling business anymore. I don't know. Cresta, what do you think? Triple H buying NWA or Impact?
3: With all due respect to Triple H, I have been saying this, I, I feel like since we started, towards the end of last year, Impact has been a utopia, I would like, for Impact to stay that way. <laughs> I, I think that, I've been saying this a lot too, all of your favorite main adventures from various promotions have come from Impact maybe five, six years ago. And to take it now and turn it into a pseudo NXT light, which I feel like that's what it'll turn into. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna get my Joe Hendries, I'm not gonna get my Sue Young's, and I'm not gonna get my Moose's being a complete piece of crap. I I, I would like Impact to have its own thing because the creative freedom I feel like they have there is unparalleled to any other promotion. Um nwa i think if they brought it it would be nice to get more eyes on it because i'm not familiar with it but a lot of people end up going from nwa to ring of honor or impact so a lot of your favorites go there too so i think a deal for nwa would be good but i just worry about something like that becoming nxt light if you will
2: i own the nwa my first order of business tyrus you're out (laughs)
3: Oh,
2: that's so funny. <laughs> Imagine she plays Sondra <laughs> on the first day. And he's just like, nope, not this guy. <laughs> wow. Why
3: does <laughs>
2: everyone
3: hate? Well, I do know why everyone does not look tired. That is a show for another time.
2: <laughs> so Taylor Wilde has a quick blow promo where she says the dark feminine will rise. And the, she's now called the People's Witch, Taylor Wilde. I love uh, it. That, there's that. <laughs>
3: I think I wrote one line. Taylor Wilde asked the ancestors for a win. <laughs> no, it said, dear Captain Planet, help me win. <laughs> She's like, Earth, wind, fire.
2: <laughs> That's true. Captain Planet is going to come out and going to win that match for her. Anyway, Mickey, James, Jordan, Grace, they do a, a promo for their match at Hard to Kill. Uh Jordan Grace says it's it's her legacy versus Mickey James's career. I like Mm -hmm. that positioning, and that no matter what happens, there will be one more moment for Mickey James. Keep that in mind when we get to our predictions for Hard to Kill, because I really like this promo. I don't really Mm -hmm. have anything to add to it unless you do, Uh, but it's just a very straightforward build to this match tomorrow night.
3: It just made me more excited. That's my only note.
2: Yeah, Uh, this was. An interesting segment. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It is the thumbnail tonight. The design and Sammy Callahan. The yellow jackets are all at ringside. The design banners are around the ring. They have some makeshift candles. They're like LED candles or whatever. And then they all get into the ring, Diener and Khan and, and Angels. And they say, in order for Sammy Callahan to join the design, he must go through a process which starts now. They must shave every hair off of his head. And I'm so glad that they specified off of his head. And then they say, Sammy, come out here now. Sammy teleports to the ring. He's got his bat in his hand, and Diener says, this is a process. It involves you losing your identity. Lose the bat. Give it to Khan. I like that Sammy puts the bat up to Khan's neck, and then Khan slowly takes it away. There's a little bit of like, will they, won't they in that moment, which Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. Diener tells a story of Samson and Delilah. Samson's hair was his strength. Losing it lost all of his power. He lost his identity. He became weak. The same will happen to Sammy if he's willing to become so. And then he says the process will be long, difficult, and violent. And then Sammy takes the mic and says, are you going to talk forever or are you going to cut my damn hair? Truer words are never spoken. Uh, then they start cutting his hair very slowly with very with – like pencil scissors. I don't know what I don't
3: know what that... Either Sammy has the worst hair, N.A., or those were the dullest scissors, N.A., because I don't know what that was. I
2: mean, listen, so I'm not one to dye my hair. Maybe others in the chat or uh, anyone who who wants to talk about whether or not uh, dyeing your hair causes certain issues with it, as in it dries out, Mm -hmm. it's not easy to deal with. Uh, I think that's Sammy's situation, because... I don't think Sammy Callahan has jet black hair.
3: Yeah, me either.
2: <laughs> so there you have it. It becomes hard to cut. Uh, whatever. Either way, they should have probably prepared for it, but eventually they chant, not get the Clippers and they bring out the Clippers. Uh, that's after Diener just talks through his whole way and just says, you know, you don't listen to these people. They don't care about you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then the Clippers come out. Diener is stopped by Sammy. Sammy grabs the clippers by himself and he starts doing the hair. And I thought that was really a Mm. good moment. I really enjoyed this. Uh, And then they called it the death of the death machine. And then the birth of Callahan. And that's after they do a a tease of a standoff with Sammy fighting the design. But instead he gives the scissors to Diener and the crowd chants you sold out. And that's the segment. What'd you think of the birth of Callahan and the death of the death machine?
3: Eric Young is rolling over in his grave. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say more. That's a lie. When Eric Young turned Cody Deaner, he kidnapped that man and terrorized him <laughs> for weeks. And that was before I was really watching Impact. But I remember that my little brother would turn up like, wow, he still got that man in prison. That's number one. Number two, I think that more respect to Sammy Callahan for taking it on the chin like a kid who knows you going to juvie. Okay, shave my head. I'll do it. it I don't know. The scissors not cutting kind of made him look kind of like, Ugh. and then him shaving his own head. It's like Eric Young would have beat him up again and then shaved his head. Eric Young is going to come back from the grave with PCO and choke you. <laughs> I just feel like for someone who's supposed to like really lean into it, you There needs to be more. I think there should be more. Sammy is super eager, so be eager with him. And I get you trying to break him down, but it's not. I it's not giving what it's supposed to have gave. I don't know how else to describe it besides that. Like, I, got it. I wanted more. I wanted more from this because I know they can both give more. I want Eric Young to come back from the grave and beat up both of them because I don't know. I I didn't like this. I I didn't like. It. I'm gonna say it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it.
2: It feels like this is all going to lead to the I don't know if you remember this or if you were watching at the time but when in WWE when Daniel Bryan infiltrated the Wyatt's but he only did it for like a month and he started wearing not even it was like 3 weeks Oh,
3: I didn't watch but I know exactly what storyline you're talking about.
2: Yeah, so he's out wearing like the the Wyatt family jumpsuit mm. and everything and then they had a cage match and like he turned back into being Daniel Bryan and it was just very random. It was like the last Raw of the year and it just came out of nowhere that it was supposed to be this whole infiltration and then it was supposed to be longer. This is what it feels like we might deal with is Sammy joining the design, but hopefully it lasts longer. It still feels like the infiltration of the design, but we got to get there first.
3: I'll let it play out. Cause I'm not dismissing it completely. I'm gonna let it play out because I would, I kind of want, cause I, we had discussed this. I want Sammy to join the design. I think he'd be a great addition. I just, I want to see how this works out. Cause right now, I don't. I did not like this segment, and I wanted
2: to. That's fair. All the Brits who are listening right now are kind of like upset at you, but hey, that's all right.
3: I mean, you should hear my French accent.
2: (laughs) Nope. Gail Kim is with Gia Miller, and they're talking about how Gail has too much on her plate to take Scott Demore's position for now. But she just got off the phone with Anthem, and they found the perfect person to take over in the interim. And we'll find out tomorrow night at Hard to Kill. Let's go, Cresta Star reckless speculation who is going to be the interim person running impact wrestling while scott Demore is in a local medical facility i have two names reckless
3: speculation just it could be anyone
2: anybody here chat go for it i have two people let's hear yours first cresta
3: book he's a bad man Booky he's sizing him up Booker T, oh, Booker T. Booker T got Sammy Kelly at a side Booker T, why you kick a Booker T ball? Booker T, you're bad man. (laughs)
2: Leaves NXT just for that.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You
2: just popped yourself out of the show.
3: My legitimate answer is Kurt Angle. They keep me- they keep mentioning him. I don't think, but I, I also have no idea. I don't know impacts history like that. I want it to be Kurt Angle after the way they keep messaging him. But if it's Booker T, and he just went around with that whole Booker T's and all, you're not getting, a, you're not getting a title shot against Josh Alexander.
2: He's oh. <laughs> just <laughs> being the most obnoxious <laughs> <for himself>.
3: Yes, <laughs> only that version. I, you know, honestly, I'd be sports entertained, but I also laugh at anything.
2: All right, we, we, let's, let's go to the chat. We got uh, Tommy Dreamer, Triple H, Kurt Angler, Jeff Jarrett. There you go. Uh, what else? Uh, duh, 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 Eric Young's reanimated body. <laughs> I, think that was I think that was talking about you bringing him back with the Sammy. Yes. Man. But I want Eric Young now to be running impact while Scott's out. Uh, Vince McMahon, there you go. Uh, God damn it. I'm going to have <laughs> a knockouts brawn panties match.
3: It wouldn't be Vince McMahon. It'd be Vince Big Ben.
2: <laughs> I'm going to buy this company and sell it thrice. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, there's the other one. Uh, Don Callis, that's a good, that's an interesting one. I
3: wouldn't hate that. I Honestly, Don Callis makes up his own facts. I actually love that.
2: Hulk Hogan is an interesting one. No. Um, <laughs> just for the tapings that are coming up uh, after... The show after after hard to kill the next day. Yeah, I see Emmy Socol thinks put Gia Miller in charge. She probably do a pretty good job. She knows everyone. She might give she might give Ace Austin that tag title match that he needs the one on one. Anyway, my two people. One is okay. One's real. One's fake. The first one is Hall of Famer Raven, because he's going to be there for the tapings. They announced that. It's a little random to bring Raven, and it's chaos. And someone was like, it would be funny to watch Raven try to deal with all these wrestlers who like want to fight each other. They go up to Raven and they're just like, um, so I guess you guys just go and fight now. And that would be it.
3: (laughs) Honestly, I do like a chaotic answer. Go on.
2: (laughs) The other person that I would have is actually, and this is going to surprise some people, recently Impact... They uh, had a trademark for Santino, Santino Morella. So That's Anthony,
3: more chaotic.
2: <laughs> Anthony who who is a Toronto, well, Woodbridge, whatever the hell he lives in. He lives, he lives mm. nearby. Uh, and I've seen him wrestle recently. Anyway, Santino was the other name that I'm going to put out there for the next few nights uh, for Impact.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful.
3: Catch those springtime vibes all over
1: Arizona.
3: Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike
0: among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. Visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your
3: springtime adventure.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you
1: get it. Every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba da ba ba ba.
3: I just want to shout out this thing really quickly in chat. Someone said, "What if Mickey loses and then is put in charge of Impact?" I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't oh, you
2: hate it. The show to do
3: it yeah yeah <laughs> why not like hey listen we know you lost but here's a consolation prize, <laughs> the consolation
2: prize is you get to run the show for a week and she just terrorizes jordan grace for a month <laughs> it's the anonymous raw general manager all over again
3: i love that come on bring it bring back bad storylines and turn it up to a 10
2: <laughs> oh my gosh if you're watching this after the fact Go ahead, leave a comment here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Let us know who you think should be running this show. As M.A. Solko donates a super chat and says it should be Susan. Yes. I love that. I love that's that, honestly. I want to <laughs> see, see Sue Young show up and then they'll just be like, hey, you want to run the show? And then she just like suddenly snaps into Susan. She's like, yes, yes, I would. I, would love, that. I love
3: that. I <sighs> love
2: Well, I'll tell you who's not going to be running the show, and that's Anthony Green or Speedball Mike Bailey. Instead, they had a good little match going into Speedball's pit fight match. Not fight pit, that's a lawsuit. Pit fight match against Kenny King next week on Impact. Uh, Who no has more... fight pit. Pardon?
3: Who has the fight pit again that we can't say you got to say pit fight and not fight pit? Take a guess. Is it the is it the Fed? Oh yeah. Okay, all right. Wait, wait, was that the one with uh, Shane Shay McMahon in the dungeon?
2: No, 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 okay. no. That was the that was Raw Underground. One. Yeah, that was Raw underground. That was Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle had a match extreme rules, and and Cormier was the guest referee.
3: I forgot about that has gone so far out of my mind.
2: (laughs) Everyone forgot about that match because immediately following it, Bray Wyatt came back.
3: Yo, yo, you're right. I I totally forgot that match even happened. Like what? I don't remember the federation. I'm pretty sure it was Raw Underground. Yeah, yo, that's been a lot of wrestlers.
2: <laughs> that was the first time they ran it on a WWE show. Before that, fight pit was like Matt Riddle's NXT match, where it was like a steel cage, no ropes, but there was a second tier to the cage. But anyway, the pit fight, which is completely different and totally not something that you can be sued over, is uh, yeah, it, it's a match with no rope, and uh, you can win by pinfall or submission only. So Speedball and Kenny King will have that match next week on Impact. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. But tonight it was Speedball and Anthony Green. And it was a good match. It was straightforward. The big news coming out of this match, Cressus Star, is that Hot Ones are coming to Access TV excitement. I love chicken wings. Me too. Good show. Uh, Bailey breaks out, edit the sad part, which is his outside the springboard moonsault and then hits the ultimate weapon to put away Anthony Green. Short, fun match. Mm -hmm. Green takes it to speedball early. He looks great. Don't get me wrong, but it was very much like uh speedball takes over speedball wins the match he's going in strong going into his match uh six way at hard to kill which we'll talk about when we get to our predictions uh yeah strong match Uh bola winner kenny is uh, bola winner speedball mike bailey not kenny king kicking off his 2023 very strongly what do you think of the match
3: again straightforward like you said super easy i do like anthony green anthony green is a good seller uh, when he gets beat up i believe he's dying uh when he's, on top, he's He was going to be an amazing heel once they start letting him really do the thing. So really good, really solid match. Um, I am looking forward to speedball beating up Kenny King tomorrow.
2: Uh, Yes, they do call it. He calls it edit the sad part. That's what he called that move tonight.
3: The the big moonsault off the side of the ring or? The,
2: The moonsault from the top rope to the outside.
3: Oh, yeah. The springboard one. But what are we editing? Did he did he really hit his noggin? Because I believe that. I believe that he almost passed away.
2: He calls it edit the sad parts. That that was his tweet. Uh, I'll let Speedball explain that one to the masses.
3: Okay. Speedball will need you on the show in two weeks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> Dobby the brain Hina with the super chat saying, feels like Anthony Green. Maybe sticking around two losses, but they sure made him look really good in both of those losses. Big fan. Mm-hmm. I am also a big fan of that. And it seems like Anthony Green, maybe sticking around with impact. Uh, we'll see. I, I, there's talk of a, of a deal having been signed. I'm not 100% sure, but regardless, I want to see him hang out. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I would like to see more of him. I think he's really great. He gives me the same feeling um, Yuha you, Amari gave me when he first came. I was like, okay, yeah, you might have lost, but you look great. Again, he's an amazing seller. Whether he's getting beat up or he's winning, I'm I'm buying whatever he's selling. So, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he does.
2: I'll address this chat because I think it's an important question to ask. Uh, Brent saying, couldn't they have just put the pit fight match on the hard to kill card? The answer is, so yes, I mean, anything could just be tossed Mm -hmm. on the card. But I think when you get to our predictions, which we're going to go through after we talk about the main event, which is next, uh, you'll realize why it would have been overkill to put that match on the card and instead have it be like a blockbuster impact TV show main event. It had a place as like a special uh, main event or something. But I, I don't hate the way they're going about it. Uh, I, and you also mentioned last week that this should be on the card for Hard mm-hmm. to Kill. I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
3: Oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, I was waiting for you to finish. But no, I I do agree. I, I, do, I can see now with all the matches that it's on Hard to Kill because I complained about it maybe being a million hours again. So I do like the idea of people being like, wow, if this was Hard to Kill, what's Impact going to be like next week? And then you have a match like that because that's going to be a really good match. Kenny King gonna get a stretching. So, I mean, I would even see something like that on a pre-show. But if you spread it out, don't give it all away. Can you imagine if they put Speedball versus um Josh Alexander on a show instead of giving us giving that to us on free TV? Oh.
2: oh, yeah, Graham's talking about it's a Modest Mouse song. Edit, edit the sad parts. That makes perfect sense for uh for Speedball.
3: I I only know one Modest Mouse song, and that's it not that
2: it. It's not that one. It's not that one. Uh Sokol also adding that uh, taking the ropes down and up t- does kill a lot of time. So that's something that you really have to uh, get to plan for.
3: Okay.
2: And, and Dobby the Brain Hina with, this, with another super chat saying, I actually really love them giving Kenny and Speedball the spotlight as a possible main event with the pit fight match on impact. And I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. That is a spotlight match. It's a gimmicky match without being too gimmicky. And mm-hmm. what the hell is Speedball's finish when there are no ropes involved well what's his submission finish
3: i thought it was gonna be like when he did tonight when he goes into the corner and does those roundhouse charging up kicks where he kicks the crap out of someone i could see that happening or this could be a way for speedball to maybe pivot his character from being squeaky clean proficient matches to having some depth this depth to say that I do have a brutal side. I do have a side that in the event a bully Ray does come around, Josh Alexander is not the only one who can mix it up with someone like that
2: or a moose. And I see the Flamingo driver being brought up in the chat. And yes, but his setup for the Flamingo driver is normally off of the top turnbuckle, which won't really be usable for the match. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm totally fine with however they get to it. But I think if Speedball adds some sort of submission to his repertoire that you see more often, Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, that kind of adds to not only his character, but also like a mean streak of sorts.
3: Yeah, because I would like to see Kenny King at least be this much right. Even if it's a little tiny bit right about Speedball having this nastiness, this meanness, because he does come off very wholesome, squeaky clean. I'm proficient. I'm really good in the ring, but my character is very okay. So I think the idea of having him do something like a a submission and Kenny King is like even though I may lose, I'm still going to win because people are going to see you as a jerk. So I I like the idea of that. And all I can think of is like the the Daniel Bryan when you pull his both the arms back like this and it's I don't know.
2: I was going to say the what they call uh, the Venus de Milo. God, that's uh Deanna's move where she gets yes. both arms back. It's but but then she would have to stop using it because People don't normally share those finishers. Who knows? It
3: doesn't She'll come matter. come out there and beat up everybody because I believe Diana Peraza would do that.
2: <laughs> her own pit fight match.
3: She clears out the race. Don't use my move.
2: My move. Queen's Gambit. No. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they do a Josh Alexander bully Ray package. Just a solid final sell because that's going to open up the show. And then or tomorrow night, that's going to open mm-hmm. up the show. And we get to the main event for tonight. It's Joe Hendry, Rich Swan, and Jonathan Gresham taking on Moose. Edward Edwards and Steve Macklin. Now, you're going to bring up that moment where Gresham and uh, Moose. What
3: a visual. What a visual.
2: That's what it was.
3: (laughs) I was talking about the other one where they were facing each other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is eons better than that one. Oh my goodness. The look down from Moose Gresham before Gresham realized what's going on. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Brent That's the one that Brian does too, where he flips around on you too. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) I am so, uh, I loved this match because it was a very like paint by numbers, go home, main event, six person match, six man match. You have the dancing moose chance to start it. And then Joe Hendry says, when you think of Friday the 13th, you think of bad luck. But when you're up against Dancing Moose and his two backup dancers, oh it's hard to God. say other than, other than anything other than we believe in Rich Swan, Jonathan Gresham, and Joe Henry.
3: Moose is going <laughs> to beat that man up. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait to see it. I want Joe Henry to win. But trust and believe, Moose is going to beat you up, Joe Henry.
2: <laughs> Listen to Kate and leave a thumbs up on this video, by the way, if you haven't already. And share the link with your friends. We got to believe in Joe Henry here. Match was fine. First of all, the big news coming out of this match is that Tom Hannafin spoke to Swingman about uh, all the places to go in Atlanta. So uh, that's 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 something.
3: The Swingman's dungeon in Atlanta.
2: And Swingman gets a gets talked about on a main event commentary. We're halfway there. That's halfway a win. There. He's now one win away, or he's now forty nine wins away from a title shot.
3: I mean, does it count from the deficit?
2: Anyway, all six men are in the. <laughs> They do the typical stuff—the six-man standoff in the middle of the match where they're all standing there doing their thing, uh, and what else? They they all hit their big slugging moves. Uh-huh. You know, Swan does a dive to Moose and Edwards on the outside. Macklin nails Swan with a single leg drop kick. There's a lot of Moose, uh, sorry, a lot of Macklin and Swan fighting at one point, which is great. And uh, they tease Edwards and Gresham, but instead, Gresham has to fight off Macklin and Moose. Uh, Moose eventually gets the better of things, as we saw in that uh-huh. shot. <laughs> Hendry comes in, he cleans house, hot tag, gets a near fall on Macklin. It breaks out into a brawl, as all six-man tags do. And then Moose spears Joe Hendry, pins him for the first time since he returned to Impact Wrestling. Uh, so I guess Joe Hendry is going to retain his Digital Media Championship match at Hard to Kill. We'll talk about that in a minute. Joe Henry loses the match. Moose and his team come up victorious, going into Hard to Kill. Cresta, talk to me about this match.
3: So I like the trust fall move. I, now that I know exactly what it is, I like the name. The trust fall is pretty good. But I will have to give big ups to Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham holding off um, Macklin and Moose doing the, I uh, what is that movie? They, I guess they tried the suplex him, but he got a double running suplex on them. Whatever it was, it was really good. Jonathan Gresham is a really fine wrestler. Again, this is very middle of the road. I Joe Henry eating the pin? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I was expecting Rich Swann to eat the pin, and I'm not mad at that, but I feel like it protects Rich Swann because he has a little momentum. Jonathan Gresham just got here, and we all know Moose is losing tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hendry just got the title, and Dancing Moose is way too funny to, put, to have Joe Hendry lose. And Joe Hendry lose two nights in a row? I mean, I love a little razzle dazzle, but come on now. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm okay with it, and I don't think, especially with after, I don't think that was the big story coming out of this. It was a fine go home match because everyone else is resting up for tomorrow.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, Josh and Bully were not allowed, quote unquote, to be on the show. Jordan and Mickey are being saved for tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the knockouts yeah the the only knockouts match was the one that might be part of a preliminary countdown match, but we don't know for sure if it'll happen, other than that, yeah, like you said, felt like just saving people for tomorrow night, of course, the show's not live, it's taped, but the way it feels is that yes, so it worked out it was it was a good match. I really like what you were just saying, like Hendry losing it makes the most sense, but it's also the most shocking. Yeah, that you could do, uh, because like you said, yeah, Swan is about to go into a major match against Steve Macklin where the winner is effectively number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Yeah, so you can't make both con- <clears throat> both guys look dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Henry is Henry and he'll just bounce back and beat Moose somehow tomorrow night. And that's just the way he'll it just is. just
3: cut a promo <laughs> in the beginning of the match and say, Where's your backup dancers? And everyone's just like, <laughs> poor Joe Henry. and uh, that Joe Henry, even poor Moose, Moose got cursed the way. The Gun Club got cursed by Dan Housen. All I'm thinking of is Moose dancing now. Nothing you've ever done makes any more sense than this.
2: <laughs> True. Dancing Moose. I'm all for it. Uh, really, the big moment wasn't even the pinfall. It was that the lights start flickering while Edward Edwards is alone in the ring. And he's celebrating. it Not for long. Because the thunder and lightning is coming. And oh, baby. I think you know what that means. Crested Star. P-C-O.
3: P-C-O. I just also want to put out that Scott Damore and PCO got a vacation all before John Moxley. Just saying that.
2: <laughs> oh, God, that's good. I didn't think about that. <laughs> we got a pay-per-view tomorrow night. By the way, we will be here after Hard to Kill, which is tomorrow night, Friday night, January the 13th. Friday the 13th. We're going to be here. Crest and I will be here, and Steven Jensen, who normally hosts the Weekender Podcast and also does the weekender on five will select he will be with us it will be a frantic three-way probably the only way you can do a three-way is frantically but the three <laughs> of us will be here ha, talking about hard to kill so come and join us that'll be after the show goes off the air uh whenever that is because yeah. judging by this card it could be 1 a.m eastern when we start no let's life we're gonna open up let's give our predictions right now we're gonna open up hard to kill with the impact world championship full metal mayhem josh alexander bully ray uh who you got crest the star josh alexander or bully ray
3: it's gonna be a bloody match but i am going josh alexander we're going with the walking walking weapon clap 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 what about you I'm, who you going for
2: i'm agree i'm agreeing that's it josh alexander hey by the way we, we we've done it before we've been on your night before kate when we one did day kate work. we'll just
3: have you in on our night and we'll just homogenize like milk I, wait what
2: yeah, come and join us. There you go. Kate, come and join us tomorrow night. Hard to kill. I'm sure you'll be watching that instead of Rampage and SmackDown. Uh, I agree with you, Josh Alexander, getting the win in, in this match. Mm-hmm. If Bully wins, at least Josh has the longest title reign in Impact history.
3: At least Josh takes a vacation?
2: <laughs> Josh gets a vacation. <laughs> I just, I don't see a reason to have bully win. And I swear yeah. to God, that's why someone now would just be like, that's heat. But God damn, <laughs> no, don't do
3: it. Zicky Dice is typing right now. Me and
1: Joel got heat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god before we move on look dobby the brain here with a super chat by the way you can still give us your super chats and your humper chats as we talk about the hard to kill card uh saying love the addition of steven jensen to the team for the post shows tomorrow where was iceman with that intel he was too busy chatting up gia miller they should have called it miller time and it should have been her second. not
3: miller time
2: <laughs> yes, it should have been called miller time
3: i mean i thought he was on the airport called on his way he said i'm on my way to atlanta georgia he is wheeling dealing jet flying limousine riding (laughs)
2: george (laughs) in his white room anyway let's move on for the impact world tag team championships it's a four-way elimination match the champions motor city machine guns defend against the major players heath and rhino and ace of bays that's ace austin and chris bay uh, this is a, a real up in the air match for me. Oh, yeah. Only for two teams, and that's the champions, Motor City Machine Guns, and Ace of Bays. Uh, what do you think, Cresta? Who's gonna win this match?
3: You know, I was expecting you to say for two teams, but not for Motor City Machine Guns. I think they drop it regardless. I think it's either between the major players and Ace of Bays. Yeah, you're the one who put me onto the major players hype train. I think it major be the sort. Uh, okay, well, Major Brothers or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's really between those two. If Impact goes all in, my heart says Ace of Bays, but my brain says Major Players to cheat. <laughs> and because they're gonna cheat, that's how they win. But I hope it's Ace of Bays. I'm gonna put my money on Ace of Bays, but I feel like it's gonna be Major Players.
2: I think Major, uh, not Major Players, sorry, no. I think the Motor City Machine Guns, are going to retain. Let me tell you why. Major players and Ace of Bays are scheduled to have a match at the Fallout, so at the TV tapings. I want to see Ace of Bays win those Impact Tag Team Championships in a one-on-one or two-on-two tag match against Motor City Machine Guns. Not in a four-way match, not a four-way elimination match. So I want to see Ace of Bays get to the end, get pinned by Motor City Machine Guns, and then beat major players at the TV tapings and say, hey, we want to match at the next show. And that's how we get there.
3: I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. That's not a that's not a bad shout. I think it puts a spotlight on them just for their wrestling abilities. But I also like the idea of them winning it at a pay-per-view. It's a big one. It's a big gate, if you will. So, I mean, I don't hate it but i still want ace of ace to win and i'm a wrestling fan and i'm fickle so i'm still putting my money on there and i'm glad that you're putting it on the motor city motor city machine gun say that five times fast
2: right i've done that and it <laughs> doesn't work uh, ace of bays listen there's also a possibility because cards subject to change uh-huh. that ace of bays win and then it's major players and ace of bays for the tag titles at the tv tapings uh they don't normally play it that way, but mm. we'll see. I still think it'll be retaining for me for Motor City Machine Guns and then Ace of Bays at the next show. So that's fine by me. Let's move on to the Impact X Division Championship. Trey Miguel against Black Taurus in a rematch from the uh, the tournament finals from last month's Overdrive event. Uh, was it Overdrive? Yeah, it was Overdrive because yes. we talked about it. Yeah, Yes. Uh, Trey and Black Taurus, I mean, listen, you spray paint the title. You can't just suddenly give it up that quickly, right?
3: I'm so angry because I want Black Taurus to win, but I feel like he's going to get screwed because Trey Miguel is a cheater now. <laughs> he's going to get sprayed in the face. He's going to spray him with red paint and he's a bull, bullseye, so no, no. Ugh. So um, I'm going with Trey Miguel on this one. I want Black Taurus to win it. I do. I think Black Taurus will be the one to take it off of Trey Miguel eventually. But I feel like now Trey Miguel, he's just getting into his villain era. It's hot boy season for Trey Miguel. He retains. I don't like it, but he 4000 percent cheats to win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm Trey Miguel gonna be it. Uh, I like the idea that maybe Torres gets a moral victory. So <laughs> soon on the chat.
3: Yeah, the ref gets knocked out and the crowd is like 18, 19, 20, 29, 50 million. So yeah, yeah. I could see that.
2: Uh oh, we're gonna get to that super chat later on. <laughs> i'm very excited for that
3: she <laughs> is a rabble rouser she is a pot stirrer <laughs>
2: well, earlier tonight and i loved it uh let's move on the impact digital media championship champion joe hendry versus moose i believe in joe hendry retaining his impact digital media championship
3: same i believe in joe hendry i i think moose is gonna get bad moose is gonna screw moose <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right we'll see uh, for the Inback Knockouts title, number one contendership match, Masha Slamovich, Deanna Perrazzo, Taylor Wilde, Killer Kelly. Uh, someone said earlier that they thought that Taylor Wilde and was it Killer Kelly were going to absolutely demolish each other. And I am all for that statement, by the way. There we go. Sulko. Kelly and Taylor are going to go to war with each other, 100%. Is
3: this some? beef between taylor wilde and killer kelly that i don't know about
2: i think it's because they're both like weird um almost occult weirdos that that's where the matchup comes from
3: i mean okay um i am torn between masha and Parazzo because while masha i feel has and this is by this much more raw strength than Deanna. Diana is also a smart player. And if these two girls are killing each other, the only person I could see sneaking in and trying to get the pin there is Killer Kelly. Nothing against Taylor Wilde. But <clears throat> I don't know between Masha and Diana. I think a Deanna versus Grace would be something I would want to see. Again, it's been enough time between the two. And we just did Masha. I think... If I had to make a decision, I'm going with Diana Perazzo because she is a virtuosa. Come on now. Ugh. But I don't know. I don't know. I want to know what your thoughts are because I can be swayed. I can be swayed. It's Masha. Really?
2: And I'm going to tell you why when we get to the main event because we'll get there.
3: Okay. i I am going to listen to you, Papa Joel.
2: We'll get there. False cut anywhere. Steve Macklin, Rich Swan, presumably the number one contendership for the Impact World Championship is involved in this. It's not officially that, but really they they kind of imply uh, that it is. Uh, Macklin and Swan, who you got? Because this really could go either way. Both men have you know their stakes to an Impact World Championship. I mean, one guy more than the other lately.
3: I would like to see Rich Swan win because I enjoy Rich Swann's positive. He kind of gives me Willow Nightingale with his positivity. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Macklin's going to beat this man up. I only see Macklin losing is if some shenanigan happened or literally Macklin beats Macklin. I want Rich Swann to win, but I don't see that happening. Unless there's some storyline where Macklin is on a losing streak, but I think it's time for Alexander Versus Macklin, for real, for real. And I think that'll be the hottest feud after this Bully Ray thing. That is just my two cents. I'm going to go with Macklin. I would like to hear your thoughts.
2: Macklin, absolutely, winning this match. <laughs> if Josh Alexander retains the Impact World Championship in the first match, then Steve Macklin wins this match. Mm-hmm. If Bully Ray wins the Impact World Championship, Rich Swan is winning the Falls Count Anywhere match, and he will be the first opponent that Bully Ray beats the shit out of. As I want to
3: disagree Ray. with that. Like, in my hardest of hearts, even if Bully Ray wins, I only see him as a transitional champion. I see Macklin, you you have someone going in strong over Alexander, and then Macklin is super frustrated because I guess maybe he wants Alexander, and him and Bully have a cracker of a match. He beats the crap out of him, but takes it definitively. There's like, oh, my God.
2: And do you yeah? think that turns Steve Macklin at that point? You think that what? That it turns Steve Macklin face at that point?
3: I don't think it'll turn Steve Macklin face, but it'll be one of those arrogant ideas. I should have been the one to beat Josh Alexander. It should have been me, kind of Dolph Ziggler. But like, I bully Ray is a joke. It should have been me to begin with. Like, I, I can see a program. I think ultimately it's Josh Alexander Macklin at the end of the road, whether Bully's there or not. And it's a Macklin versus Alexander. Alexander trying to get back to the title through Macklin. But I, I don't think love.
2: <laughs> it's fair. Hey, listen, subjective arc form. But uh, the way that I, the way that I'm seeing it is. If Josh Alexander wins, we're going to get Steve Macklin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somehow Bully Ray wins. Rich Swan is winning the False Count Anywhere match. That's how I see it. But we'll see. That's, uh, fair. That, that's how I'm seeing it. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Eddie Edwards in a, what may as well have been a Ring of Honor match in 2015. Uh, listen, it's going to be fun. I think that Jonathan Gresham wins and that we're going to see the lightning and the thunder and PCO comes out. I got nothing else to add. How about you?
3: I aye aye because that's exactly what i was gonna say i feel like it's gonna be a match until gresham stretches that man eight ways to sunday and even in defeat while eddie edwards is boo boo bee, boo here comes pco to be uh a zombie so
2: and then out comes delirious and no never mind
3: the specter uh- of uh eric young
2: <laughs> PCO joins honors some more.
3: Honors some more. <laughs> oh, Honor <God>. forever.
2: <laughs> Honor forever. By the way, PCO, okay, so I'm gonna divert for a second. PCO releases a video every Monday on his Twitter. And the one this week was something about winning a really nice trophy in pro wrestling. And then Destro, mm-hmm. his his manager on the show, like breaks the trophy and says, No, we win championship belts here. And I'm thinking to myself, if they ever do PCO versus Speedball and they reference Speedball winning the Battle of Los Angeles with the trophy, no one's going to get it. And I'm going to sit there just laughing, being like, <laughs> I know what this is about. Sometimes so anyway, you got
3: to play to the fan in the back, back, <laughs> back, 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 back. Keep going. Yeah, you're in not the, a you're
2: <laughs> Rosie Z section five. You're
3: watching from your phone in the parking lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're watching on Peacock because you're in the press box anyway uh i just wanted to put that out there because it's still silly and stupid we have a couple pre-show matches and then we'll talk about the main event we don't know for sure if it's happening but death dolls originally so this match has been moved around it was death dolls versus tasha seals and savannah evans walkouts mm. tag titles now it's tasha steel savannah evans and giselle shaw versus all three members of the death dolls but now ty has been taken out on the show so we don't know if the match is happening at all we'll find out tomorrow i have to assume death dolls win I got nothing.
3: Me either. But part of me wants to believe, like, because I'm not sure what's going on with Tasha steals and Savannah Evans. is kind of, will they, won't they break up? I feel like they could win it here, and it could bring these two close together. And then it's a storyline with G- with um, Giselle Shaw. Like, okay, we won. Beat it. There's nothing for you here. Go away. Or they lose, and then they finally break up, and this curse of Giselle Shaw lives on. So um, I'm not completely sure. I mean, a three-way would make sense. So you eliminate all the girls from someone jumping in. And it also would kind of protect Evans and Steeles. Okay, I could see the death dolls rotating if it's a three-way because it would still protect Evans and Steeles if Giselle Shaw eats the pin because that's what you do. You go in there, you try to break up teams, you cause turmoil, then you leave. So it wouldn't be too, it wouldn't hurt anyone if she was in there to take the pin.
2: Honestly, I wouldn't even do the match tomorrow. I would just make it part of the TV tapings for the next couple nights.
3: That's also smart, too. She got hurt. Oh, my God. We have to postpone it.
2: Because there's another match on the cards that in the pre-show would be really fun just to have solo and give it a lot of time. And that's an X-Division scramble match between Angels, Yuya Yamura, Action Mike Jackson, Bupinder Gujar, Mike Bailey, and Kushida. First of all, this is the funniest card of people i have ever seen action mike jackson is like 73 years old
3: that's what that old man was i was like who's grandpa
2: (laughs) he wrestled in gcw when they were in atlanta and he was great does a whole rope walking thing he it's gonna be a fun match it's gonna be so stupid and so much fun uh but this x division scramble match should be given the the most time on the pre-show uh, Kushida coming back is a great deal. Uh-huh. Yuyamura is also always fun to watch. He's getting yes. better and better. Angels representing the design will be good. And uh, Gujar was just named the wrestler to look out for in 2023 by Impact Wrestling. I think it's Gujar's match to lose. So who are you picking Cresta star?
3: It's hard when you, especially when you have a name in there like Speedball Mike Bailey. I want to always put my money on him because even if it doesn't make sense storyline-wise, he's going to get in there and wrestle. And in a room full of 20s, this man is a 37. It's hard. You know what I mean? Um, maybe Bupinder Gujar. Maybe. But, again, I see maybe Speedball gets screwed over by Kenny King ahead of their match. So we yeah. can take that out. Um It'd be nice for Allen Angels to get something, but Allen Angels has kind of proven he's a hothead. I'm gonna go with the Chaotic answer. Come on, action, Mike Jackson! Come on, Grandpa! Give him an X Division no. run.
2: Let's go, uh, oh. if Kushida. First of all, like it's a it's an X Division scramble match. If Kushida won, I would love to see him go after the X Division Championship in the next set of tapings. Have him yeah. and Trey have just a banger of a match. Gujar and Trey will be good. I think Gujar needs just this much more time. Agreed. And like put him over very hard to me when we did our interview, talking about Gujar's first televised match being like his eighth match ever, which is wild. And there a lot of people sleeping on Bupinder Gujarat, but my point being here, uh Gugger being the guy to take the, the X Division championship off Trey, I can see that, but they have to get us on the story to get there. They have to get people believing in Gujar that way.
3: I I I still think that the way to get the title off Trey is Black Torus eventually. Um, nothing wrong with Bupender. I think he's great. I just I agree with you that he just needs just 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 this little bit more. And the same thing with Yuha. Yuha's great, but Yuha and Bu- and Guja have just, just a little, they're missing just a little something I think that'll really put them over the edge. And again, it's hard for me to see a match with speedball in it and not say speedball. Yeah. Unless it's Josh Alexander, you
2: know? Exactly. So we'll see. I, I think it's a really a really good six-man mm-hmm. scramble match to open up the show. And we'll close out the show, both our show and Hard to Kill, with the Impact Knockouts Championship match, title versus career. This is the last rodeo. Jordan Grace champion defends against Mickey James. If Mickey wins, she wins the championship. If she loses, she loses her career. Jordan Grace, of course, is the knockouts champion. What do we got? I got a lot of theories. So give me yours. Let's start. Okay.
3: So, my biggest working theory is I have two of them. One, in the event Mickey James loses, Mickey James loses to some shenanigans. Either Green comes back, Deanna comes out, and they shenanigan the hell out of it, but she gets a visual pin on grace she gets the visual one, two, three, ninety-seven. like i said earlier she gets the visual pin if if that's the case and mickey doesn't in essence retire the the new acting president sees the shenanigans and says nah it's not going down like that
2: and so then it's Raven something else comes happens. out
3: yes raven's,
2: raven's like yeah i guess that shouldn't happen that way yeah huh? all right uh there
3: Clockwork Orange Tower of Terror with milk bats and children on cranes.
2: <laughs> the Book missing it. children match. Let's go.
3: <laughs> but yeah, like or Mickey James wins clean, 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 clean. Like you wouldn't even expect it. Like wow, does she knock out Jordan Grace and it sets her up strong? And she decides for whatever reason that I'm still going to do the last rodeo, even though I've climbed mountain. And if I still lose, screw it. We're going to take it above and beyond. And Green or Perrazzo or eventually Grace uh, retires her. But I think if Grace doesn't retire her tomorrow, she's not the one to do it. It's Deanna or Green. I want to say probably Green just because of that history. In and, and a wild timeline, Tasha steals because Tasha Steeles was the one to pin her. So um, we'll see. I I want Grace to win, but I see Grace winning... By the beating the crap out of her, or it's a it's a screwy finish because Peraza and Green come out. Those are my two big working theories. Um, I would love to hear yours.
2: Okay, here we go. Mickey James wins the match. She becomes the new Knockouts champion. Masha Slamovich won earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. Masha and Mickey is next. It's not it's not immediate unless if they do something where Masha comes out and says I want you now, and Mickey says Let's do it. I don't like that, but I do like Mickey James wins. Masha wins. She comes out, challenges Mickey James. Mickey accepts for later on. Masha beats the shit out of Mickey James. Oh, yeah. Just the living tar out of her. And that's the end of Mickey James. Because it's not, last rodeo is done. Like, effectively, tomorrow night, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether she wins or loses, last rodeo is no longer a storyline. She climbed the mountain made it to the top. Agreed. So Masha wins and then we go back around to Masha and Jordan Grace because they need to have a third match. But this time the title has been flipped over. So now Masha can get that win back and beat Jordan Grace this time. It'll lead to a fourth down the line, but after a little bit of separation, uh, because Jordan still very much is like the person. Yeah. Uh, My feeling is that Mickey wins. I see this in the chat. Here's the super chat. I saw a lot of you talk about it. Mickey wins. Nick Aldis, who is a real-life husband, he was referenced on the program during that uh-huh. last package. He comes in, turns heel, and other people are saying that Nick Aldis is also going to be the person that takes over for Scott D'Amore for a few weeks. First of all, if you're going to do that, you better reintroduce him as Brutus Magnus. I don't want to see no Nick Aldis shit.
3: What a magnificent name. Brutus TNA, baby, Magnus.
2: His name in TNA was Ma- Brutus Magnus.
3: Like He's giving me top hat big like buff coat and they're like well what are you going to do and then he rips it off and he's really burly he's got like the old timey mustache that says i'm gonna fist the they, thought, <laughs> they thought
2: that was it they thought that was the name and i need brutus magnus to make his return to impact wrestling
3: brutus beefcake magnus yes.
2: third. Beefcake. my god well my point being here is i see mickey winning i i i like the idea of doing a heel turn i do but i also really want masha to be the person to do it to beat mickey and and masha can't do it as a face she's got to do it as a heel
3: true but is masha a face now because masha's just angry she's given heel
2: she is a heel masha absolutely heel. that's why i'm saying mickey mickey turning heel wouldn't work with what i'm laying down
3: okay okay i, see. I
2: like the idea of all this coming in but i don't think i don't think you need it yeah i i think all this coming in works but i don't think it needs to come in as like mickey's husband helping yeah, as
3: a part of the story yeah.
2: yeah uh so that's what i'm seeing is, is mickey wins everyone's happy masha comes out they go face to face maybe she beats up mickey leaves her bloody to end the show mm-hmm. but we're gonna get mickey and masha masha's gonna win the championship quickly off of mickey james and maybe that's it for mickey james maybe that's it and then Man. we go back to jordan grace and masha slamovich this time with masha as a champion
3: I don't know. I feel like that that sends Mickey out a little sad. Nothing against Masha. You're nothing supposed nothing. Go
2: her. out sad. That's what wrestling is. He's <laughs>
3: supposed, supposed to go out, out sad.
2: You put the old ones out to pasture. I'm not going to call them old horses because that sounds like I'm talking about women in a bad way. I mean old wrestlers, regardless of gender. You put them out to pasture. You take the the, the horse behind the barn and you shoot it. That's what you do in wrestling.
3: Send them to the glue factory. <laughs> You don't
2: the last <laughs> match on Fight TV with your brother-in-law and the, the, the and and Jeff Jarrett. You don't do that. Pace I mean Pace J M- E double F J. J-A- <laughs> you don't do that.
3: That's my life. <sighs> cutting you off. <laughs> That's
2: it. We'll see tomorrow night's Hard to Kill. I'm so excited for this show tomorrow night after the show goes off the air. Myself, Cresta star and Stephen Jensen will be here to wrap up the show and talk about it with y'all. Uh, a lot of super chats and a lot of support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is so awesome. We appreciate you guys and girls and our friends beyond the binary. You all are so much fun to hang out with every Thursday night. Appreciate you all, Cresta. Where can the people find you on the internet?
3: Anywhere you could type Cresta Star, whether that be Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. I don't. Uh, I, I, and then Twitter, Cresta the Star. Uh, I'm here every Thursday with Joel Pearl tomorrow. Like he said, we will be live for Hard to Kill after the show. Saturday, I'm doing gaming on weird. We'll be talking about um, AGDQ that's happening. Thanks for uh, charity gate weird games, and uh, that's it. I'm losing my mind. Joe, where can they find you?
2: I'm easy to find. I'm actual Pearl J O E L P E A R L. By the way, let's get into this. Sorry, I totally forgot this. Kate sent a super chat. What are the odds that Mercedes money shows two hundred billion percent or whatever that number is? Uh, first of all, it's not Monet. It's it's Monet. Oui? <laughs> we well, we already did this bit last week
3: yes but anytime i get to speak french you know our french community is like yo fire across the yo,
2: you know what the sasha crew they're all just trolling around atlanta looking for oh did mercedes did she did she rent a car in atlanta check her check every social media that's what they're doing right now
3: you know what i'm gonna start a harmless rumor I heard Mercedes Monet is in Alaska right now. Ooh, Alaska? I'm sorry, Antarctica for okay. the uh, the Winter Spectacular show. Get your tickets now. I got the scoops.
2: i have laugh my ass off, by the way, if Mercedes Monet showed up but in fact, After <laughs> weeks of people being like, it's not going to happen. They can't afford her. They bring in all the weirdest names. She's like, uh, is this a charity case? And they'll be like, "Uh, yeah, it's a charity case. And that's how Mercedes Money wound up as the Impact Knockouts champion for a month.
3: Honestly, if that happened, can you imagine the amount of eyes on Impact just for trolling? Just for trolling? Honestly? We'll make Sean Ross
2: App show up to work on Thursday nights.
3: He's going to be on our channel and looking at you and then doing this. Joel, why the hell?
2: doing <laughs> Four-hour post-Impact shows. But not tonight ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one cheers
3: see
2: ya we'll see you tomorrow night for hard to kill how's that that's
3: true see you tomorrow night
0: all right what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar